0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FSLSO Palmcast. I'm your host, Jordan Morrow, and today we've got a special episode for you. We're going to be hosting a surplus line short, which is a little video that takes you through some of the processes of working with FSLSO to help give our listeners a better understanding. And today I've got Felicia from our office joining us. Hi, Felicia.
1: Hi, Jordan. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. And can you just tell me a little bit about what you do at FSLSO and who you work with and that sort of thing?
1: Yes, I work in the agent services department and I've been with FSLSO for about 20 plus years in various capacities. Um, Right now I'm an agent services team member and I'm here to help anyone with any slip filings, um, any questions related to statutes regarding surplus lines insurance. Pretty much uh, anything you need to know, uh, the agent services department is there to help you.
0: Well, that's great i am so looking forward to talking with you for our first question editing transactions and policy information is something that filers often need to do can you walk us through the editing process in slip
1: sure we've made the editing process extremely easy you know we know data errors can occur so slip will allow users to correct policy and transaction information once a transaction has been filed with us And I'll start by giving you some tips on editing and correcting policy data. And when I refer to policy data, we are mainly talking about the policy number, the insured name. And when we talk about transaction data, that's typically going to be your premium amounts, your coverage codes, and things of that nature. So with editing and correcting policy data, the first thing you want to do is log into SLIP search for the policy that needs to be edited. Once you enter the search criteria and click search, then you'll click view link. In the policy information section, you'll see an edit button. You'll click the edit button, make the necessary changes, click the button and a task accomplished window will display and you'll click OK, And it's just that simple, quick and easy. Now to edit, or correct something in the transaction data section, you'll start out doing the same steps as with the policy data. You always have to search for the policy first. Search for, then locate the policy. Click the view link. Once you click the view link, in the transaction details section, you'll click the edit button There's going to be an edit button next to the confirmation number. So you want to make sure you're clicking the edit button next to the transaction that you need to correct. Next, click the edit button at the bottom right of the screen and make any necessary changes. When you're done with your changes, click Submit. A system warning window will display advising that the edit is going to create a backout. You'll click OK to proceed. Then you'll see another task accomplished window and you'll click OK. And you want to be aware that modifications to transaction data will create a reverse transaction, which is displayed in the transaction details section.
0: Great. There's a lot of good information there. And if you're listening and you're a little bit confused about anything that you heard, don't worry. At the end of this episode, we're going to get Felicia to give us her phone number and email address, and we can contact her with any questions that we have. And similar to the first question, how can a filer perform a backout in SLIP?
1: Sure. Again, you always start by searching for the policy that you need to back out. And you'll want to use a backout in situations where you have entered a policy that really doesn't need to be there or a policy transaction that really does not need to be in the system and a backout is just reversing a transaction. So to remove a transaction from a policy that was filed in error, we'll search for the policy in SLIP using the policy tab, enter the previously filed policy number or other search criteria Select the view link in the transaction details section. Click the edit button next to the confirmation number for the applicable transaction. Then you'll click the back out button in the bottom right corner of the screen. A message will appear verifying the back out. Click OK. A task accomplished window will display, and you'll click OK to proceed. Now, backing out the transaction will create a reverse transaction, which is displayed in the transaction details section. If it should not have been filed, back out the transaction. Now, if you're making a correction, you wanna be careful with the back out. Typically when you're backing out something, Say you enter the premium under an incorrect policy number. You want to make sure you back it out of the incorrect policy number, but you have to take the extra step of entering it under the correct policy number.
0: All right, great. Well, we've covered a little bit of ground on editing transactions and performing backouts, but let's change gears a little bit and talk about transfers. Can you tell me what are the different types of transfers that a person can perform and why would someone need to perform a transfer in the first place?
1: There are three different types of transfers. We have the single policy transfer, the multi-policy transfer, and the global transfer. Now, the reasons for a transfer, typically we have a transfer if there's a broker or agent of record transfer request. And typically in those situations, you would submit a transfer for a single policy. A single policy transfer, it's just one policy. A multi-policy transfer just means you have two or more policies to transfer. And typically, again, that is usually in a situation where there's a broker of record change and there are three or four policies that need to be moved from one broker to another. The global transfer is typically used when an agent is leaving an agency, say in a case of a retirement. If you are retiring, you want to execute a transfer so that someone else in your agency can then take over the responsibility for those policies. A transfer from one agent to another is necessary in broker of record change requests and when an agent leaves an agency.
0: Alright, and there are a couple different types of transfers and uh, why they are important and when they might be used. Now, as many of our listeners may be aware, FSLSO has a 30-day filing requirement in place for surplus lines agents. Felicia, what is this requirement and why is it important for people to know?
1: Yes, surplus lines agents are required to file any premium bearing transaction within 30 days of the transaction effective date. Surplus lines insurers submit policy data to FSLSO also, and our system automatically looks for corresponding agent and IPC policy information. Information is linked based on several factors, including policy number, premium amount, insurer name, and effective date. So, we are looking for matches, so that is another reason why it's extremely important that you stick to the plan and report your policies as quickly as possible. Agents who habitually file late may be referred to the Department of Financial Services for administrative action and assessed a late filing penalty.
0: All right, Felicia, I've got one more question for you before we finish up this episode of the FSLSO Palmcast, and that is what is a transaction in question?
1: That is an excellent question. Those are transactions that we've received that have not been accepted, and they might not have been invoiced either. So it's very important once you make a submission to look at your confirmation number. And any confirmation number that begins with the letter Q has been questioned. Now, in the system, underneath the confirmation number that includes the Q, there's a question mark. And at any point, you can hover over that question mark, and it will give you the tick reason or tick type. Now, we have various tick reasons. Um, I believe there's probably eight to 10 tick reasons or tick types. We do have that information on our website as well as in the slip help guide. So if you're unsure of why a transaction has been questioned after hovering over that question mark and you're not sure what to do, for instance, you might get one that says standalone two or SA2. That means typically means we have a additional premium but have not received the new business or renewal. And all of those details can be found on our website as well as in the SLIP help guide. And if after reading those explanations or descriptions of the tick, you're still not sure what needs to be done to correct the tick, You can always feel free to call the agent services department and we'll be willing to help you and walk you through correcting that TIQ.
0: Well, Felicia, thank you so much for coming on this episode of the FSLSO Palmcast and shining some light on these topics. Now, we have covered a lot of ground today and talked about a lot of different things. If any of our listeners have some questions that have arisen from the topics that we've talked about, how can they get in touch with you for further clarification?
1: The easiest way to reach out to me would be by phone. My phone number here is 800-562-4496, extension 105. I can also be reached by email. My email address is fmeredith at fslso.com.
0: All right, Felicia, thank you again for coming on this episode of the FSLSO Palmcast. And if you're listening, be sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And feel free to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Music to listen to other episodes of the FSLSO podcast as well. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.